0: Hi everyone, Warwick Merry from warwickmerry.com I want to have a quick chat to you today about attention span and engagement Now as a speaker and as a master MC This is something very dear to my heart There's nothing worse than seeing a speaker on stage And the audience just drifted They've gone And there's a lot of talk about how the audience members, they have a, an attention span of a goldfish. In fact, some research says even less. So, a great article recently published, and I'll put the link on the, the video for you, that showed that that research is not quite that accurate. And in fact, anecdotally, you can see that people's attention span can be quite long. If you look at Hollywood, they're putting out two-hour blockbusters, sometimes even two-hour and a half, and people are engaged the whole way through. Now, not all people, some people dripped off, but most people are engaged the whole way through. It's all about how do we communicate the message we're trying to get across or the story we're getting across and what method is easy for them to relate to. Now, the old days of head on a stick, speaker at the front with here's my slide, 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 heavy with text and I'll read it to you. For most organizations and most audiences, that does not work. But for some, it still does. If Warren Buffett was up the front telling you how to be a better investor and how to make loads of money and here is the detail behind it and here are the formulas and here are some of the, the, the different figures, I guarantee you, you'd be more likely to pay attention, particularly if you are interested and you wanted to follow in his footsteps. It depends on who's in the audience, what do they want and how is it best communicated. I've seen plenty of uh, drug companies have their conferences and you've got someone up the front talking in very complex drug composites molecular formulas talking about side effects talking about um, dosages and timings etc etc and the people in the audience are clearly paying attention it's a bit dry it's not a joke every 15 seconds here we go but it's the information that they want and it's in a way that it's easy to absorb so what it means for us as a presenter or as if you're running a conference it's not about how do i make the audience pay attention more Uh, I've seen where they're trying to get people to turn their phones off yet they want their phones on so they can have a Twitter stream. So you can't have it both ways. It's not up to us to change the audience. It's up to us to make sure that the presenters are good and are getting better at what they do and are engaging with the audience by presenting the information they want and need in a format they can consume. Let me give you a couple of examples. Lisa McGinnis who is a certified speaking professional with Professional Speakers Australia, and she's also got a Council of Peers Award of Excellence, one of only two outside the USA who have received that. Now, in her presentation, since she's talking about living a a life that's fulfilling and also attracting excellence, she doesn't use any PowerPoints or any slide decks or any visuals at all, apart from some props that she has on stage. In her recent TEDx presentation, uh, and I'll put the link there so you can have a look at it, you can see her getting the entire audience to stand and then squat and hold that position for a while. And uses that as a learning methodology. Uh, it's, well, it's well worth watching the 18-minute the video to, because she's an excellent presenter, but also to, to look at how she presents as well. And I guarantee you, during that process of the squatting and getting people to, to be with her, no one was on their phone. No one was asleep at the wheel. They were all very much engaged with the presentation that she was doing. Uh, There's a a great video of Bobby McFerrin. Uh, He was at the World Science Festival. And he was talking about expectations and how to manage expectations. And also looking a little bit about neuroscience. And he presented that by using the pentatonic scale. And essentially what he was doing was getting the whole audience to sing. And he would guide them. They were just singing a note. They weren't singing any words. And the whole audience, again, was truly engaged with him because he was a master of the craft. You you can Google other footage and see where he gets an audience to sing I Can See Clearly Now The Rain Has Gone and he does the backing vocals for it. And he's like, you don't even know the words and I don't care, but have a bit of a sing anyway. And it was a great way of engaging and involving the audience. Glenn Capelli, who's also a certified speaking professional with uh, Professional Speakers Australia, talks about how every seven minutes we have to mix something up. Now, he... He's done so much study into methodology and teaching processes. And so this seven minutes actually is is such a critical number in that we have to do something different. Now, it can't just be, and I've seen a lot of speakers do it, and I'm guilty of it myself, going, now turn to the person next to you and tell them what you think about that last point. Because people will overuse that. It's, It's very easy to do, and it works once, maybe twice, but if you keep getting people to do it, they're sort of like, He doesn't know what he's doing. He's making us do the work. So you've got to look at how can you shift that? Is it by playing a different video, putting a different sound on, uh, getting some interaction with you? What are the things that you're doing to to continue that engagement? At a National Speakers Association presentation I saw in the States, when we came in after the break, there was a small tube on everyone's seat and different colours of tubes as well. And a person came out and gave a presentation about communication and said, no words no words. And they're talking about communication. The way they did it, they just pick up each of the, the pipes and swing them around in a different order and indicate for the different people to do it. Again, created some great tones from the way that the physics and the way it worked and gave some excellent lessons in communication about how much is communicated without any words being spoken. Uh, Josh Packard, who I had the great fortune to interview recently for the Meetings Industry Insights show, we were talking about he's done a whole lot of research around religions and churches and how people are no longer wanting to attend churches because they don't want to just be spoken to; they want to be engaged. Um, it's well worth watching. I'll put again. I'll put the link for that. But it is it really is about looking at how how do we get our audience part of the conversation? So we're not talking to them; we're talking with them, and we're also listening to what they have to say. We're we're getting some of their input. And we're doing it in a way that that they feel safe. It's really important for our audiences to feel safe. I had a client earlier this year, and we wanted to do some Q&A and get some questions. And they were presenting their status update of their product uh, It's an IT service to a lot of their major customers, who in fact were competitors of each other in the room. So no one actually wanted to be seen to be asking a question, but they had questions they wanted asked. So we set it up, so that, and there's a lot of great technology out there to do it. We went the simple route. We basically just said, here's a mobile number, text your questions through. As the moderator, I was sitting up the front uh, doing the, the talk show kind of host, in Graham Norton style, if you will. And as the text would come in, I'd incorporate that question in where we were at, uh, or I would blatantly say, oh, a question's come in. What's the question? What's the answer to this particular one? And it was a great way for the audience to feel safe, because frequently they don't want to be seen to be the only one with a question. But a great way to get their message across or their question across so we could answer it for them. So what do you need to do to engage? You know, maybe you're not a speaker. Maybe you don't run conferences. Maybe you're just talking with a customer on a daily basis. Maybe you're talking to a colleague. So how do we, how do we engage better with them? How do I listen more to what they have to say rather than continue to talk all the time? Maybe some of these techniques will help you. Maybe some of the research or the the links that, that we've got that you can go and check out might give you a few different ideas, but it's really important to understand how do we engage with other people? How do we make it the focus all about them and not about us? It's not about us saying, look what I know and how good am I? It's about us saying to them, what are your issues and how can we help you resolve those issues? This has been a rather long uh, (laughs) shoot from uh, Warwick Mary from warwickmerry.com. I hope that I've been able to give you some insights. If you have any questions, let me know, and I'll look forward to getting some answers to you. Thanks for joining me. Look forward to seeing you again next time.